Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees, the multicultural mess and secular scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you're having a great, great day wherever you are. Um, and um, I hope that you are doing well. Thank you so much for your support and I, I'm really honored that you come to join me every single day. So today's... Um, <clears throat> Sorry about that. Today's um, podcast is about the hypocrisy of Islamophobia. Uh, phobia and Islamophobia. Okay. Um, so yesterday we talked about challenging the status quo and questioning these people, the Abrahamic colonization of our mind, ideologies, anywhere, just question it, understand the history, look around you 360 degrees and, and, and challenge it. So here is what we're challenging today. I saw a video on YouTube, and the video was about uh, Tunisia. You know, everyone's going to an economic uh, downside, uh, downturn, and including African countries and all the African countries, especially, Af- uh, you know, sub-Sahara countries. Now, sub-Sahara countries, what happens is happening is that they are going through Europe. They think Europe is going to give them everything. They're going to Europe. They have to pass through the Mediterranean through boats, and they have to pass through North Africa. One of the places is Tunisia. So a lot of migrants go to Tunisia, and Tunisia doesn't want migrants. It's chasing them out. Now I understand if these migrants were because uh, chased out because of an economic crisis. Yes, we are going through an economic crisis. If they already have economic problems, they can't take anyone more. But so is everyone else okay now the thing is tunisia's president or one of the politicians said we don't want these migrants because they are a threat to tunisia's arab and islamic identity wait a minute here tunisia sends its migrants and its people its immigrants to all over the world isn't that a threat to the identity of the adoptive country of the receiving country tunisia has immigrants all over canada all over the united states south america even south i think south america africa asia uh, europe isn't that threatening identity why is your identity threatened so you don't have a problem with someone else's identity is taken over you want to take over the world you want to take over and make everything islamic and wipe out everyone else's identity because you believe in god that is all powerful your your interpretation of identity and god is pure everyone else is garbage but yes you cannot take your take your god cannot take care of your people now on top of that you have migrants coming from africa and some of them are muslim i'm not talking say of the christian migrants migrants is a migrant but sub-saharan migrants are really black and that's what they are uh and that's a problem um for tunisia because even muslim immigrants they don't want now you know if you have an identity islamic identity an islamic identity muslims also are islamic why don't you help them they can't help their own muslims they want someone else to look. They, they don't mind these Muslims going to Europe and destroying their identity. They don't, want, they don't mind taking over Europe. But they do have a problem when the same thing happens to them. So they're chasing out all these, Muslim, these, these migrants, including the Muslim migrants. Uh, that's Islamophobia. If you're not helping Muslim migrants, it's Islamophobia, right? If you don't take in refugees in America and Canada, you have Muslim migrants. You have Islamophobia. 
But this Islamophobia is okay if a Muslim, um, you know, chases away or denies entry or help to a fellow Muslim. You know, they have to show how, you know, Islamic relief helps people, but they do not want to threaten their identity. Now, given the part that Tunisia's Arab and Islamic identity is colonization, because Tunisia is a lovely country, great people, very nice people, fantastic people, lovely place, very open place. They used to be Christian ones, they used to be Berber ones, they used to be Egyptian, you know, uh, the same uh, uh, identity. Uh, they have their own Berber identity, which goes all along North Africa. But today it's Arab, and Arab is an invading, colonizing identity. Uh, Islam is in a um, colonizing identity. Why is that not a problem? You, you don't want others to come to you, uh, but you want to go and send your people and colonize others' land, and you yourself have an identity that is a colonizing, invasive identity. Why is, isn't that an issue? You have destroyed an identity that was there before you. You completely destroyed it and changed it and rebranded it to suit your interest. Kairaun is, is supposed to be one of the four biggest Islamic sites, but it was a Roman citadel at one time. It's an all-Roman garrison, and that's what Kairaun means, a garrison, a fortress, an old fortress. And Kairaun was completely Roman, and they, they like to say, oh, it was broken down and the same stones were used. It's typical lies of the Islamic world, where they say, all old stones, because then you cannot tell uh, you know, how old the stones are. No, they were not. It's the same makeup of the same people, the Berber people. It was um, a Roman garrison, and before that was Carthage, and they had the Punic Wars there. And, you know, thousands of years of people roamed this land. It was not Islamic, but they, they changed that identity, but they do not want the reverse to happen. Well, you know, we're cyclic, and what you do to others will come back to you. If you want other people to take your you know, Islamic people all over the world to help them as refugees, well, why don't you help the same refugees? Because it's Muslim on Muslim. Help your Muslim refugees. But no, that's not okay. That, that's, not, that's not Islamophobia, but try doing the same thing and stopping Islamic refugees um, from Canada and, and America and Europe. Oh, it's Islamophobia, BS and BS alone. And it's, it's, it's racism, complete racism. They like to say there's no racism in, uh, there's no racism in, um, in uh, there's no racism in, in Arabia, in Islam. But of course there's racism. What is that? If they were, if they were white or fair skin, um, uh, you know, Muslims, they would be taken in. But if they're not fair skin, you're Europeans, uh, Muslims, they wouldn't be taken in. Now, if you go to uh, Turkey, Say you want to go to Turkey, you're a Muslim from a Muslim country. You will not get a visa to Turkey if you come from a Muslim country. You have to wait in line, and, and especially from African countries. You have to wait in line three weeks, four weeks, uh, depending on a lot of issues, uh, you know, uh, components in the equation, obviously. But if you have a European passport, it's, well, a couple of days. If you have a Western passport, a couple of days. But try doing that for an, uh, um, a passport in a country coming, an Islamic country. Try doing that for a country for Niger, Mali, um, Senegal, uh, you know, even Pakistan. You're not going to get visa. Like Bangladesh, you're not going to get visa. Even Indian Muslims are not always going to get visa. They're going to see how much money you have and a whole lot of things. Wait in line, they'll say. 
that's not Islamophobia? I mean, after all, it's Muslim and Muslim. I'm not talking about Christian. Okay, we'll leave the Christian out of this. We leave the non-Muslim, the Gair Muslim, the Kufar. We leave them out of this. But uh, they will not be accepted. Even if you don't have a European passport, they will say no to you. So this fact about, oh, see, France is racist, France is this, uh, France is terrible, Jews are racist, Western is racist, everything is racist, everyone is racist. But their racism against fellow Muslims is not racism. Oh, it's just economic reasons. Well, you know, help your own people. That's also economic um, anti-racism. Help them and give them, you're giving them passport uh, to a Westerner. So you trust a Westerner. You trust a Christian from America. You trust a Canadian. You trust a European. You trust a New Zealander, Australia. But you do not trust your own people. What's the use of Islam if you can't trust your own people? What's this Muslim ummah? You can't trust your own people? That's disgusting. Um, and that's racism, I'm sorry. Now, look at the hypocrisy on the other side, okay? Um, yesterday or two days ago, I, have, um, I found um, you know, something on, on a slide. Obviously, this is a leftist side. Okay, um, championing the cause and saying, "Oh my God, they're against hate speech. They're against the uh, secu- They're for secularism and multiculturalism, and all for one. They're against hate speech." Look at this. Look at the hypocrisy. A Greater Chennai police officer was taken. Has uh, Greater Chennai police has taken action against a sub inspector P Rajendra from the Pulyanto traffic investigation wing. Following the controversial remarks on Christianity and Islam, Rajinder was suspended on Monday, August the 7th, and he allegedly recorded derogatory um, comments on his phone as a voice note and shared it with the friends on the WhatsApp group. Uh, Chennai cop says, go to Pakistan if you don't like Rama Rajayam, and was suspended. So you can get suspended for that, just saying this. We don't have freedom of speech. Where is the freedom of speech now? But if you say kufar, it's okay. If you say najas, mushrik, it's okay. If you say dalit, heretic, pagan, it's okay. And this is the problem I spoke about a couple of days ago. We should, we have normalized this, this nonsense. We have normalized them calling us pagan. We have normalized them calling us heretic. We have normalized them calling us uh, kufar. We have normalized them calling us Najas Musrik. They, the condescending arrogance of these groups, of these Abrahamic groups who can spit on anyone, who can, uh, you know, uh, um, throw up their phobia on anyone, uh, throw up their hate speech, their hypocritical hate speech, but among themselves they are fighting and they, they don't help each other. They want the rest of the world to help them. They want the rest of the world to convert to their ideologies, but among themselves, they will not hate, uh, um, help each other. You have the Catholics and the Christians on, on, on the Protestants and the Baptists. They're doing, they have drug raids. They have drug cartels in Manipur, in Northeast. They have drug cartels. They don't have the guts to say it. But uh, you can't do that. Uh, if you say something against them, it's not okay. Um, it's called hate speech. But the reverse is not hate speech. The reverse is the truth, the way, the life, the condescending supremacy given to them by God because they're Puritan, they're perfect. 
only they can do uh, things that others can't do. Um, they only they can say, and they are trying to heal the world with pure uh, God. Uh, yet they've been fighting with each other. Look at the problems in in um, in France, in the war in Ukraine. But that's okay. But they want to suspend the police officer. Uh, they will not help fellow Muslims. They will not help fellow Christians. Um, they will. Uh, they fight against each other. You have Ukraine and, and Russia fighting against each other. You have a, a, a literal economic war and ideological war going on between Ireland, um, Northern Ireland and, and mainland Ireland. Uh, you have issues of all of this, but that's okay. Um, you have Christians fighting on Christians in America. Um, but look... You know, you have Armenians being uh, Christians who were busted by the Azerbaijanis. No one helped them. That's okay. But the moment a Hindu says, it, oh my God, it's hate speech. We are being uh, chast We are being uh, killed. We are being uh, discriminated against. Victimhood. Oh, minorities. The hypocrisy of this phobia and this hate speech is condescending arrogance it's 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 not hate speech it's arrogance that's what it is we have normalized this arrogance and we have allowed them to call it hate speech but in reality it's not hate speech it's condescending arrogance it has to be called out and these words caste dalit um have to be um criminalized uh, kufar has to be criminal criminalized pagan heretic uh has to be criminalized because these are all Abrahamic slang slurs, derogatory remarks on others, cast as Roman Catholic from Portuguese, Latin, um, Dalits in the he it's Hebrew. You have Kufar Najas, uh, which is um, which is Islamic. We have uh, pagan, and you have heretic, which is Christian. It is condescending arrogance. It has to be stopped, um, and and you have to start having this conversation about it because if you don't have this conversation, you allow it to happen, um, it will get out of hand. Now. Look at some more hypocrisy, okay? They're talking about money poor. Oh my God, hate speech, save money poor, save this. This is a, a whitewashing um, a camouflage for their uh, drug cartels, which are going on all over in Manipur. To camouflage their drug cartels, you have, oh, save the Christians of uh, Manipur, who are the majority, who got 90% of the land, but they're a majority, uh, but that's okay. Uh, they're running drug cartels. The the churches are uh, are are forcing people with AK forty sevens to submit to them, but that's okay. Uh, but look at what Christianity has done in India, in Goa. Okay, uh, I'm going to go to the Portuguese um, Inquisition in Goa. The torture met methods employed during Goa Inquisition were notoriously brutal and aimed extracting confessions from suspects accused of heresy and practicing their original faith in secret. The Inquisition authorities believed that by using torture, they could identify individuals, consider threats to the Roman Catholic faith, maintain religious orthodoxy, and here is a detailed account of the torture methods. Strapado. The strapado was a common form of torture used during the Inquisition 
The victim's hands were tied behind their back and they were suspended in the air by a rope or pulley. They would be lifted and then suddenly dropped, causing immense pain and dislocating their shoulders. This method was repeated several times to coerce confession and information. This is called Roman Catholicism. This was done to my ancestors. And to save themselves from that, my ancestors would have converted to Christianity from whichever religion. Pau di Arara. The Pau di Arara uh, parrot's perch involved tying the victim's wrist and ankles together and then suspending them from a pole or beam. The victim would be kept in this uncomfortable position, uh, enduring excruciating pain and pressure in their joints and limbs. Just like Jesus was crucified, they crucified others along the way for 450 years if they did not uh, submit to the Puritan faith of Catholicism. Potro, Potro, also known as the rack, was a torture device used uh, to stretch the victim's body. The victim would be secured to a frame and the limbs would be pulled in opposite directions and dislocating joints and causing severe pain. Water torture. In the water torture method, a cloth was placed in the victim's mouth and, and water was poured over it, simulating drowning and created a sensation of suffocation and agony. Burnings. In some cases, suspects found guilty of heresy were, or refusing to recant their beliefs were sentenced to be burnt at the stake during public auto de fe ceremonies. This form of execution aimed to instill fear and serve as a deterrent to others. Psychological torture. Psychological methods in such as deep deprivation, isolation and threats to harm family members were also used to break the will of the accused and force confessions. It is important to note that the use of torture during Goa Inquisition was not limited to the methods above. And actual practices might have varied over time, depending on the Inquisition officials involved. The cruelty and brutality of these torture methods led to the immense suffering and loss of life leaving a lasting impact on the affected communities in Goa. The Goa Inquisition stands as a stark reminder to the grave consequences of religious intolerance and abuse of power during colonial rule. Did these hypocrites ever talk about this from 1947 onwards, from 1961? Have we ever had anything in our school books about this? But they want to talk about hate speech, about a simple con constable in Chennai, and they want to scream Islamophobia. They don't want to help their fellow Muslims in Turkey, in, in Tunisia, North Africa. Ask the, uh, um, ask the Algerians whether they'll help the Libyans. Ask the Algerians whether they'll help the Moroccans. Ask the Algerians whether they'll have South Sahara Africa. No, because they're black. Oh my God, my country will be, uh, identity is gone. That's okay. So that's okay. You want your identity to be gone, but you want to go to other countries and say, oh, well, you know what? You know, it's okay. It's an it's a immigrant country. But every country can be an immigrant country. You can be an immigrant country. Why can't you help your own fellow Muslims? No. But you want to call others hate speech and Islamophobia because you, that is because of supremacy and the condescending arrogance is exactly what this ideology is about. They're not about God. They're about power. And power is supremacy. And that's why we need to heal, my friends. We need to heal because we're all Ahambra Hamasmi. We're the same 
energy field. The energy field is exactly the same. We are one cosmic evolution, constant a cosmic body, celestial body. We're celestial energy field and we're constantly evolving and it's the same all over the planet. We are frequencies, cymatic frequencies. And it's called Aham Brahmasmi. Um, we have Prakriti and Purush, which is the physical and the metaphysical. And the labels are only there to divide us. They are not there to unite us. So understand the energy that joins us. They are hambrahamasmi. We are all the same. We don't need this colonization of our mind. We need to heal and we need to be free. Stop the violence in your homes and you will stop the violence in your streets. Stop the violence in your streets and you will stop the violence at your borders. Have that conversation and gain the knowledge in your homes and you will gain the come have that conversation and gain the knowledge in your streets and at your borders and we will all heal together on that note i thank you very much for your time i wish you a great day a lot of healing cheers and stay safe